What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, or you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be doing part of our Word Around the Campfire series, where we cover news from around the WordPress community. And joining me for that conversation, back for our Word Around the Campfire series, uh, start off by welcoming back Anthony Burchell. Anthony, how's it going? How's it it going? (laughs) Pretty good, pretty good. Good, good, good. Lots of stuff going on in WordPress. Looking excited. To, uh, I'm excited to hear from you here today, but also joining us for our conversation is Doc Popular of Torque. Doc, welcome back to Press This. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm excited. Awesome. I always love having you on the show, Doc. I know you're there in California. We're here in uh, Austin, Anthony and I. So a nice little uh, around the U.S., I suppose, representation here. Um, for those... Yep, but for those listening, um, we're going to talk about some security updates in WordPress, particularly 5.4.2, which has already been released, but just a little nudge there for everyone. Um, Acquisitions in the WordPress ecosystem and a ton of other happenings um, basically going on within the WordPress ecosystem. So we'll go and kick things off. Um, As I mentioned a minute ago, WordPress had a security update in version 5.42, 
Um, so Anthony, I know uh, folks listening probably, of course, have heard before, you're a WordPress core contributor, you're actually a core committer as well. So I know you keep up to speed with all things uh, WordPress relative to specifics on the releases. So help us understand a little bit about what's going on with 5.42. Yeah, so this was just a, a security update. And admittedly, I, I it was, it, this one snuck up on me. I didn't really know what was going on until uh, the release came out. So. Uh, yeah, it, it addresses a few cross-site scripting um, it, vulnerabilities, but it's important to note that these are authenticated cross-site scripting vulnerabilities, so it's not like these are open holes in your website. Um, so yeah, this this release kind of addressed that, and it had a little bit of uh, a little bit of maintenance patches applied as well. So yeah, I, I highly advise folks update their WordPresses. Uh, especially if, uh, particularly if you have uh, public uh, visitors or I guess subscribers or any role like a subscriber uh, that logged into your site. Yeah, so this is important, important distinction for those listening. When we say an authenticated cross-site scripting vulnerability, what we mean is that uh, generally the, the in order to execute it, you have to be essentially an authenticated user in WordPress. And often, I don't know if you actually know this relative to this release, but often it will even be people with admin privileges um, in certain cross-site scripting vulnerabilities, but not always, of course. Um, and so, uh, does that sound about right, Anthony? I get any of that wrong? No, that, that, that's absolutely right. And I think of, of them, the most noteworthy is the, uh, the cross-site scripting issue where an authenticated user with low privileges are able to add JavaScript to posts in the block editor. I think that was the one big update that was, uh, that I think caused the security update. I'm not too sure. Don't, don't quote me on that because it was a surprise to me. Update and just cover yourself is the main yeah, right? lesson here. But yeah, when, when you see these and, and for those listening, um, if you don't have any authenticated users other than yourself on your site, you could uh, come up with your own determination that the risk for you is low. And it's also important to note that you need to come up with your own determination of what the risk is. Um, but generally, of course, it's good to just keep updated anyways. And of course, you don't know if your site will change over time and maybe have authenticated users. Um, for those vulnerabilities that are isolated to admin users, again, you can use this. Like, for example, if I get a notice that I have a plugin that needs to be updated that has authenticated cross-site scripting on my personal website, davidvogelpole.com, I'm probably not going to break my neck to update it right that second. I might wait till the next day or a couple days later because I'm the only user on that particular site. Um, but of course, you know, it's good to just keep things up to date as WordPress core evolves. Um, you know, it's also interesting, uh, Anthony kind of commented that this one snuck up on you. I actually don't know if this is the case here, but it sounds like it could be. Um, but for those unfamiliar with how WordPress updates work or just in general software patches work relative to security, um, one of the reasons sometimes these things will come out of the blue is because they purposely hide them. And it's called an embargo, if you will, um, where the vulnerability is known to the people who make the software, in this case, the WordPress core team or security team, but they keep it under tight wraps so that way um, bad actors can't leverage the vulnerability to take advantage of WordPress or whatever the vulnerability it happens to be in on your phone or in a plugin or anything else, other software in your life. And they'll keep it secret essentially until they have a patch released so that way um, bad actors can't leverage it against people using that software. So this is one reason why 
perhaps Anthony for you here, but also for those listening, the security uh, announcements kind of come out of the blue. Uh, what, what usually happens there is they were discovered probably you know a week or maybe more before a patch was made, released, and then they go ahead and tell everybody that the vulnerability exists. They do monitor to see if a vulnerability that is discovered is being actively exploited. Um, so generally, if it's being actively exploited, of course, even if no one, quote, knows about it, they'll uh, act a little quicker and be a little bit more insistent, of course, in getting people to update. I love talking about security vulnerabilities for some reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of ignorance out there. People don't really know what to do with these. And so I think it's helpful to, to learn, uh, you know, how these things work. Um, Doc, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, not a ton happening in the acquisition space, but one of our uh, favorite plugins in the ecosystem had an acquisition announcement over the last month. Who, who was that? Uh, Doc, and what was the news there? Sure. Um, Duplicate Post by Enrico Batocci uh, was acquired by Yoast SEO. Um, Duplicate Post is exactly what what it describes. The name is, is perfect for it. It allows you to take a previous post or page um, and copy it, uh, saving it as a draft, and then you can make some edits and update it. So as, as just an example, I do a weekly uh, video series for, for Torque. Every week, it's basically the same post with just an updated YouTube link and just a little bit of information. So I can just duplicate that um, in the admin and go in and, and to the new draft, update it, and uh, have a new post ready to go with kind of most everything filled out for me. Um, this is a, a project that Enrico's been working on for 13 years. It has 3 million active installations. And uh, honestly, it's one of those things that I think most people, when they it's it should be almost in core like this is just such a handy feature that you just kind of want to have uh, a duplicate feature in there but uh there, there's a couple plugins that do this uh duplicate post is the most popular it's been acquired by yoast it is now called yoast duplicate post and um there's not a lot of information about what what the future is going to hold for the plugin but enrico says that um duplicate post plugin will remain free uh, in the in the WordPress plugin repository, um, it's not going to lose any features. If anything, it's going to gain features. Uh, and he's also going to be taking the job uh, at Yoast, so it's a, a bit of a, a talent acquisition there. And no telling exactly what he'll be working on there. But the the main thing I think we should take away from this is the reason that a company like Yoast might be interested in duplicate posts is. Um, it takes a lot of time to fill out that information, uh, the, the, the categories, the tags, even a featured image, if you use the same image every time. Um, it, this, this type of plugin is going to save uh, Yoast users a lot of time, too. If they have all their uh, information filled out uh, for the SEL, then all they have to do is duplicate the post and just make a couple tweaks, get rid of things that aren't relevant to this particular post, and add a few things that are. But it, it really sort of seems like a, a great fit. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, uh, first off, Yoast actually did confirm that they'll keep the plugin free and on .org. Um, so that, that also came from Yoast himself. I actually saw it the opposite way, uh, Doc. I was like, why would, why would duplicate posts be helpful? I mean, Enrique is great, of course. But like, if you think of duplicate content penalties in SEO and, and strategies like don't mm -hmm. duplicate your content or don't duplicate your meta tags, uh, you know, title and description and so on and so forth. It's like, I was like, I, you know, again, it's a helpful plugin, but I was like thinking like, well, with duplicate content penalties, 
you know, how are they thinking about this from an SEO perspective? And, and maybe they're, you know, I know a lot of people that use duplicate post plugin. I've used it. I know at WP Engine, we use it. Anthony, I guess you probably used it here or there. Yep. Um, so super helpful. Um, but maybe this marriage between um, duplicating posts and then taking into account the potential SEO applications of duplicating content uh, might actually lead to something really interesting there. I guess we'll have to wait and see what Yost and Enrique have uh, cooking there, but I'm sure with those two big brains, they'll land on something uh, fairly special and helpful. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about in the WordPress community and everything happening, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm here with Anthony Burchell and Doc Popular talking about news from around the WordPress community in our Word Around the Campfire series. Right before the break, we were talking about Yoast's acquisition of duplicate post plugin. I don't know if you had... Anthony or Doc, if you even realize this or remember, but uh, Yoast was the original creator of the Press This podcast and actually hosted it for many years. He's also been a guest, of course, uh, since uh, I started hosting it. But we're going to move on now and talk about some other news happening in WordPress. Um, one uh, big thing in the Genesis community, I know this is a big, yeah, a lot of work for me. We actually talked about this on the last episode of Press This a little bit, was uh, Genesis Pro launching on StudioPress. Um, for those unfamiliar Genesis, the framework is the most popular theme framework in WordPress, and Genesis Pro essentially is a new offering under that umbrella. The Genesis community makes up a huge chunk of the overall WordPress community. Um, lots and lots of folks there going back many, many years, um, lots of entrenched relationships, and so that was a big deal for those folks. Um, WP Engine, of course, owns Genesis, and or Genesis Pro and StudioPress. Um, and investing a lot more in those products. If you listened to the last episode of Press This, if you missed it, you can learn more about what's going on there. Um, speaking of other things happening in the WordPress community, I thought the launch of Makeshift was kind of interesting. Doc, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Makeshift is a brand new documentary um, that was 
uh, sponsored, made possible by uh, WP Engine. Uh, it exists on makeshift.com. Make, make uh, and <laughs> should I do that over again? No, no, that was that was fantastic, Doc. I mean, it, it is available okay. on makeshift.com. <laughs> okay, right on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and basically, it, it picks up um, from from the heyday of TV advertising uh, to now, and talking about how digital advertising and, and agencies have changed uh, in a in a in a you know whole new world. And it's actually kind of interesting. It's aged pretty well since the pandemic, because if anything, we've even gone more online than we were before. Uh, and the whole film is available. For free, it features um, quite a few WordPressers in there too, including uh, Jake Goldman from uh, Ten Up, um, very well-known uh, WordPress agency, and Kareem Marucci, who is a kind of a regular contributor over on Torque. Yeah, with a uh, crowd favorite, I love Kareem. You know, I, I watched the, the documentary myself. Uh, it was really interesting. I think for me, it was really nostalgic because you know I started my career in digital in 1996. So to see it kind of start, the, the documentary, if you will, kind of start telling the story almost around that same time. And I think, you know, you aptly pointed out, really the theme of the documentary is that technology changes over time. And so therefore the strategies of agencies and freelancers also have to change. And the shift to digital is really giving an edge to freelancers and agencies. In other words, it's not just these big mega agencies that can find success now, but rather people can be innovative and creative. And it really kind of tells that story from basically the 90s all the way through today. And, I, you know, it's also neat that you pointed out that, well, with COVID and the global lockdown, we're seeing another one of these kind of transformational moments being, if you will, driven by the outside. And so what are agencies and freelancers going to do today? It's very thematic, not planned, of course, um, but thematic that it kind of aligns with, with the makeshift film. So thanks for running that down. Uh, I want to shift mm -hmm. gears a little bit, talk a little bit more about the block editor, Gutenberg. Anthony, our friends over at Web Dev Studios have some new stuff in the block editor. Uh, they have like a new block scaffolding tool. Is that right? Yeah. So the... Uh, Gutenberg, by default, the, the repo that that, uh, that is managed in the WordPress project has the ability to create blocks, I believe. Um, and what Web Dev Studios did is they made it a little bit easier to achieve sort of the more simple blocks. Um, like uh, imagine, and, and when I say simple blocks, I mean something that's not super dynamic, that maybe you have this like uh, markup layout that, that you want to only change little portions of. So this is a great starting point to achieve that. Uh, so Web Dev Studios uh, that released this, um, I forget where you can get it. I believe it's a package uh, that you can install, an NPM package. Uh, yeah, it is uh, an NPM package called uh, uh, Web Dev Studios slash create dash block. And this will be a tool to kind of scaffold out the uh, starting stages of your uh, block. And if you, if you want to compare it to something, think of the way that uh, there's been a lot of tools made to scaffold plugins. So this essentially does that same thing where it creates a plugin and creates a block uh, that you can start off with and you can add more blocks to it and do all of the fun things in Gutenberg. It's really yeah, cool. I love, uh, I love Brad and everybody over there at WebDev. They're, they're such smart folks. It's really nice of them, of course, to release their own block scaffolding tool to everyone uh, in this way, which I think is wonderful. You know, a lot of people use Block Lab, uh, even ACF and other things to make these custom blocks. Um, but it's really good to see someone of, or at least a company of Web Dev Studios uh, caliber 
um, also kind of releasing their tool for everyone to use, which I think is really neat. I'm also curious, I wish we could have uh, researched this before this episode, but I'm kind of curious how it compares to Create Gutenblock, uh, Amada Wass's uh, framework, essentially, or toolkit for building custom blocks. And I, I'm, I'm curious, I guess we didn't have it ready for today. Well, I think it is actually, I'm not 100% sure, don't quote me on this, but I think in the Gutenberg repo there, I believe that work is also in there as an option. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that, but I believe so. Yeah, I know a lot of people love Amad's Create Gutenblock framework or whatever toolkit, I can't remember exactly what he calls it. Uh, and it ironically, or maybe not ironically, but kind of a neat point of note is that the popular Atomic Blocks plugin, Mike, uh, the author of that, Mike McAllister, actually learned from that framework from Ahmad. Um, so it's really interesting to see when people contribute their tools and their codes to the broader ecosystem, like what it helps to create after that, which I think is kind of neat. But again, cool that WebDev Studios did that. Um, I'm sure those listening have also experienced the great rush to virtual events since the global lockdown and the way that COVID has affected how we do business. Um, we saw WordCamp Europe happen in the last month. It was 100% virtual. Um, I had the opportunity to speak at a sponsor session there, um, which was incredible. Anthony Brichel here joined me. We talked about the future of full site editing in WordPress core, which I know we've covered here on Press This multiple times, um, but it was really neat to do that there in kind of like this video Zoom environment. Um, the conversations were, were really good with the attendees. I thought the organizers of WordCamp Europe actually did an excellent job at pulling off a 100% virtual event. Um, there were so many lessons that, to be learned from that. Um, we at WP Engine uh, also were taking note because shortly after WordCamp Europe, we held our uh, essentially annual WP Engine Summit, which is normally an in-person affair, um, but of course was moved to be virtual. Uh, it was really good and just some stats for those listening, if you're thinking about your own virtual events and how we viewed it was successful, some of the lessons we learned from ours. Um, the in-person event normally would get a few hundred people because they have to travel to Austin, stay in a hotel. Um, we also have one in Europe and one in Australia, but my point is you have to travel to a specific city, have travel expenses, uh, take more time away from work. Um, where the virtual event, uh, we had over 6,000 people register and thousands attend live. Um, so it was really neat to see the increased amplification of the content we were sharing in the virtual context versus what we would have been able to achieve uh, in person. I think the lesson we learned, the lesson the other learned is that even when we go back to in-person events, uh, perhaps having some sort of virtual aspect to it um, you know, would, would be valuable and helpful. And the other big lesson I learned from our virtual event was the Slack account we set up to go with it. Um, it was insane. We had channels and DMs and conversations going, um, and the level of engagement was off the chart. I've never been in a Slack community that was engaged and active as that community was for that one day during the, the virtual summit. With Zoom chat and things like that, we're often thinking like, oh, well, people can talk there, and that's, that's okay. Um, but having the flexibility of the uh, Slack account where you can create custom channels and DM people and have these really 
uh, ongoing and intense conversations. Um, it was really, really special. So if you're thinking about doing a virtual event, I highly encourage you to think about uh, a Slack account or Slack channel that would complement it for people to have these conversations. And it was just over the top good. Um, just was really, really impressed by that. All right, we have more to go. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm here with Anthony Burchell and Doc Popular, and we're talking about we're, uh, <laughs> we're talking about news around the community uh, in our Word Around the Campfire series here on Press This. Right before the break, I was sharing a little bit about uh, some of the observations and learnings that WP Engine had from holding our virtual summit. Um, by the way, if you're listening and you didn't get a chance to attend, there actually are recordings. You can Google that and go check that out. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. We have a birthday this month. Anthony, who turned 25 years old this month? Or what turned 25? Well, it wasn't me. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yes. PHP. Uh, it's PHP that turned 25 years old. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, I, I, I was happy to know that I'm a little bit older than PHP. So that's that's good. <laughs> I like that. But I yeah, like 25 years. And so that means uh, in WordPress since the very beginning has been built on PHP. So yeah, uh, WordPress is taken up a big chunk of that that lifespan um and actually yeah. I, I was reading a uh, post recently on about that and and uh or about php's birthday and showing kind of the growth of it over time and it was really interesting to see how it was uh well how the, the 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 speed increases were were over time just miles ahead of the previous and i remember when when 7.0 came out that was the really really big speed improvements uh 
it was night and day for a lot of people, uh, their website performance. Yeah, it's huge. PHP powers more sites on the internet than any other programming language um, by a lot. I think it's also interesting its age as we see new languages and, and modes of building come into be. Um, you know, PHP, of course, has this legacy, but it kind of also has this burden of the past, if you will. But I think the team behind, the contributors behind PHP have been doing a really good job of modernizing it, um, delivering the performance that people expect. And it'll be really interesting to see how it evolves as time goes on. Um, switching gears a little bit, we've seen a lot in the WordPress community around supporting um, you know, kind of the Black Lives Matter movement and all the protests we've been seeing there. And I thought there was a really neat example of that, um, that uh, uh, basically a gentleman named Phil did to that effect uh, relative to a plugin. But Anthony, could you fill us on, fill us in on what Phil has been up to? Yeah, so uh, Phil Johnson, uh, actually a, a, uh, a dev on the Genesis team, uh, he, he saw a, a, an opportunity to create a plugin to kind of help uh, promote the movement and and what he did is he created a, a plugin that allowed you to and I think that this was inspired by the blackout Tuesday um, kind of uh, where people went dark on their their social media and uh, and what he found is that, that maybe our websites can do the same thing so he made a plugin that essentially took the uh, the entire page of your website and and listed out resources and kind of reminded everyone what this movement is about um, and, and it was really cool because it, 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 at the very top of the page, it says this website has, uh, I, I forget what the exact wording was, but it essentially said this website has, uh, has turned off in respect and in observation of what's going on right now. Um, and I really love the call to action there where it, it actually had a bunch of organizations that you can donate to. And uh, it, was, it was meant for the Tuesday, but I left mine up for an entire week across my websites. I only managed two websites, but uh, I left mine up for an entire week just to help promote the cause. And yeah, right, it's well, such a great part of WordPress that people can see something like that and take action so quickly. So that's really yeah. cool, Phil. Uh, congratulations, Phil. Uh, last bit of news for the day, Doc. WordCamp Asia. What's going on? Oh, it's just a, a bit of a bummer. Uh, WordCamp Asia 2020 was going to be the first ever WordCamp in, in the Asian continent uh, for the whole for the whole continent. And it got postponed due to COVID-19. It was one of the first uh, conferences that we saw get canceled. And they had planned um, all the way up until like last week, they were planning on doing it in person in Bangkok around the same time in 2021. And they just announced a couple days ago that that is no longer the plan and they don't currently have a schedule. So it went from uh, getting postponed for a year to postponed indefinitely. And there's really no telling at the moment if they're going to switch to a virtual like a uh, summit um, like WordCamp Europe uh, or if they're really holding out until they can have it in person uh, at an actual space. Uh, I'm sure whatever they do, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm super heartbroken for the team that they've been working on trying to get this event to happen for years and uh, have to postpone it a second time is, is I'm sure a huge bummer for them. Yeah, I was really disappointed when I read this. I, when you provided this item for today's agenda, I was the first time I'd actually heard about the indefinite uh, postponement. So personally disappointed, and I know a lot of the folks out there in uh, Asia Pacific region who work on organizing, and you know, I know they've put in a lot of energy and, and um, you know, a lot of time to make this happen. So I'm sure this is frustrating for them. We'll keep you updated here on Press This as they progress. If you're in the APAC region or, or curious about going to WordCamp Asia in the future, 
as things progress with that team and what they decide to do moving forward. Well, Anthony and Doc, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Awesome. And thanks everyone else for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.